Coming to you from CPP Radioactive Studios, this is The Lake Take with Chris and Daniel. How's it going? Chris here from CPP Radioactive Studios, um, or at least I think it is. Uh, CPP Radioactive Studios consists of my bedroom at my dad's house. I'm looking at my dog Chewy right now. He's sleeping on my bed, wanting to be pet. That's what that look is giving me. He looks so depressed. He looks how most people in L.A. feel about Donald Trump being elected right now. All right. Uh, so we're doing a solo show today. Um, you notice I said were, as, as in me and Chewy, my dog, and not me and Daniel, my friend and co-host. Uh, this is something we have to try out a little bit new for right now. Uh, Daniel and I have completely opposite schedules. Um, I'm working a lot in the mornings and have a lot of free time at night, and he is the complete opposite where he's working a lot at night. And he's also uh, writing for Lakers Nation right now as an intern, and I just want to say big, big congratulations to him. So proud of you know everything he's doing there, and be sure to look up his previews and his game recaps. They're really good. Uh, he knows what he's talking about, and obviously that's why you come here to listen to him and me. And we just want to thank all five of you again for keeping with us. I know you thought uh, the leg take was dead, but we're not. We're back from the grave, actually. So this is like a zombie leg take, the walking leg take, as I like to call it, um, because it's uh it's dead, but it's still somehow going. <laughs> well. The Lakers, your Los Angeles Lakers, Laker fans, are five and four. Five and four. Four and one over their last five. Oh my god, this is so great. I love it. I love it. My dad is probably wondering why I'm yelling right now. Chewie's looking at me. It's a lot harder not having somebody here to talk to. Uh, but we're gonna make uh we're gonna make this work. Hopefully, um, these work well too, you know, getting more people more information about the game because we, we just have not been able to get together and talk about anything really since, man, I don't even know the last show we did. I think it was maybe a month ago. Um, but we're back right now, as in I'm back right now. Okay, so I took a couple notes here. I went to the, well, this is what we're gonna do. Um, man, see, I don't even know the last time we came on, so I don't even know the last games we talked about. But we did. Uh, just quick recap of the season so far. Went to opening night. It was great. We got the Let's Go Mozgov chance going. Meta came in. We got the Let's Go Elbow chance going on. It was lit. We were going real well. We had some Laker Nation reporters tweeting at us. We were pointing at them. Um, man, opening night. The energy in that building was insane. I feel like we might have talked about it already, but just as a quick recap, I just want to say like I've never felt anything so awesome in my entire life the Lakers are really my life and the fact that you know that crowd was that crazy that rowdy for game one of the NBA season for the Lakers it was awesome it was incredible and it's just going to be a really good time looking towards the future after they started out 1-0 the Lakers went 0-3 to start to uh, put them at 1-3 tough loss against Utah tough loss against Indiana what we're seeing is constant fight from the entire team and I love it um, in those losses they really battle hard till the end, and, you know, it's just – I don't want to put it on officiating, but these are young guys. They're not going to get the calls they want. And, they're, and the other way, when they feel that, you know, they didn't foul somebody and they're calling fouls on them, it just happens. It's a part of the game. They're young right now. The The referees need to figure them out, get it, you know, get it together, and they will. They'll, they'll, they'll work through those. They'll. It comes with experience. It comes with playing in the league. Um, sometimes you're not going to get those calls. But you love the way – you just love to see the way they're fighting – in Utah, in Indiana, and then 
to see how pissed off they were with a loss in Indiana, Randall specifically, I could just see it on his face that he was not okay with losing anymore. This team is not okay with losing anymore. All right? He went out there, or just he's been going out there in general, and Randall's been playing great. I'll get to Randall in a second, though. Um, I wrote a little note here for myself not to get off topic, which I do quite often. Uh, they played Atlanta. Great game against Atlanta. Gritty, they fought, you know, Atlanta at the time, I think, had only been averaging, like, or letting the, their opponents only score 89 points a game on them. And the Lakers dropped, I think, 120 on them. Awesome. Love to see that. Uh, the young guys are just really coming together right now. And, oh, that Golden State game. Woo! Oh! That game was so lit, let me tell you. Capital L. I-T. Oh, it was, such a, it was just such a great time. The energy was flowing. The ball was moving. Their defense was there. They were ready to play against that team. They came out, and they said, hey, we know you're the Warriors, and we're the Lakers. And I saw something like on some kind of Warriors Nation thing, which shouldn't even exist because, I mean, if you, unless your team wins 16 titles, don't have a Warriors Nation Twitter. Come on. Uh, but I digress. Anyways, uh, they were saying like it was an easy win, no pressure to play the Lakers. No, this team is not an easy win this year, and they are going to keep showing that, okay? So at that point, you're 3-3. Three and three. Face Phoenix, and oh my god, we got another win. And I think what really helped us against um, Phoenix was the fact that these teams think that they can just come into our building and win. It's an easy win. It's no pressure. It's the 17-win Byron Scott Lakers. No! We are the Luke Walton Lakers, okay? We are Team Luke. This is the Luke take. The Luke 2. Whatever you want to call it, okay? Luke Walton has these guys playing great basketball, and he has them believing in themselves, and he's giving them the confidence to go out there and play some great basketball. Uh, but against the Phoenix Suns, Tyson Chandler, Eric Bledsoe, all I got to say is you guys are some bullies. You guys thought you can push around some young guys, and they came out and they punched you back in the mouth, and I hope you liked it, okay? Seeing Julius Randle smile, shake it off, pass that ball to Jordan, showing the unselfish play on this team. This team's got great chemistry, and you just like to see what, you know, you just love what you're seeing out of them right there. All right, let me see where I'm at here on a little bit of time. Okay, we're doing pretty good. Uh, actually, you know, when you look at the clock and you're hoping like, oh, man, I've been here for like two hours and it's like two seconds. It's exactly what's happening right now. I was like, man, I'm yelling. I'm doing these things. I got to keep yelling some more. Uh, it's, whew, we'll see how it goes. But they got that win against Phoenix, four and three. Two times already this team has now been above 500 this season at that point. All right. Now this is where I'm going to go a little bit in a little more in a, I guess you would say in depth. But uh, I went to the Dallas game last Tuesday uh, with uh, at your least favorite best friend. We were looking to have a great time, got some drinks, settled in. Um, and then we started discussing ourselves who on this Dallas team is going to give the Lakers problems. Because if you're a diehard Laker fan like myself and Daniel, who is not at my right at the present, then you know that there's certain teams with certain players that are just going to light the Lakers up, no matter what. No matter what. We played the Warriors, and I'm surprised JaVale McGee didn't have a 30-point game, okay? He's he's borderline one of those guys. Uh, but, you know, we had this discussion Talked about Matt, uh, not Matt Barnes, uh, Harrison Barnes a little bit. Um, he didn't drive 90 miles to whoop anybody's ass. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Stay on topic. Stay on topic, Chris. Anyways, so we discussed this, and we were thinking, okay, Harrison Barnes, maybe. J.J. Barea. J.J. Barea, for whatever reason, sees that Lakers jersey, and he turns into Steph Curry. He can just shoot from anywhere. Shoot the Crossbones podcast ball anywhere. And if you know what that joke means, you know what the Crossbones podcast sponsors us for. Um, I'm not going to really say the word right now, but if you know it, uh, yeah, it's the N word. Okay. Um, but that Dallas game, ah, man. You know, Larry Nance Jr. had gotten that concussion in the game prior, and it's kind of crazy to see, you know, the, the how much they missed him just in that one game alone because his energy is just – his energy is really needed. It, it – it, it helps fuel the bench. It gets the bench going when they're when they're down. He he can get a steal, force turnovers, uh, create instant offense, um, and we really really missed him in that game because they had to play some other players for him. They had to play Dang a little bit more, and you know I I'll get I'll get into Dang a little bit later. Stay on topic here. Uh, quite frankly, they just played a bad game, and it's it's good to you know it's good to see last year up to that point, which would be the eighth game. They played eight bad games. So you're already seeing some of the improvement here, okay? You're seeing one bad game as opposed to eight. They were off. They came out. They just didn't have it on both ends. I mean, Nick Young came out, put up 13 quick points. Randall put up eight points along with him. They were the only two to score in the first quarter. I mean, they weren't the only two to score in the first quarter, but to get us started out, they were the only two to score. Um, you, you thought, okay, maybe you, you might see them start playing better defense. They were trapping the ball a lot and getting burned. Just burned by the three. And then you had Seth Curry out there doing an imitation of his big bro, and how do you let Seth Curry, the D-League MVP, drop that many points on you? But I'm not really too upset. It's just one game. They're still 4-4 four and four at the time. We're going to get into the Kings game because they're 5-4 and four now. I know, I know. But I'm just kind of bringing, not so much bringing you guys up to speed because I'm sure you've been watching the team, but I'm bringing this podcast up to speed. It's been in toast mode for a few weeks, so I'm just trying to just trying to fill it in, you know, uh, give it some uh, some insight on how the team's doing because we haven't been talking about any of the games, and we're also sorry that we can't tweet more during the games. Ugh, yikes! Ooh, ah. Anyways, getting back to this Dallas game, they just didn't have it. Uh, they, I felt they got out coached. They were uh, when it came to the zone, for whatever reason, they were trying to penetrate the zone, and you have to shoot. You have to shoot as shoot them out of the zone. They weren't doing that. They struggled. They ended up giving the game away late. Um, there was no Dirk, so that that alone, you know, disappoints you. But you're gonna have nights like this, especially with a team this young. You know, and remember, this is a team we that most people, including most Laker fans, expected to be last place in the West, with the exception of the guy who told me opening night, who pulled out his phone and said, "47 and 35. They're going 47 and 35. Got it right here on my phone." Got it right here on my phone. He wrote that out right when they won that game. That's what I'm assuming. Um, if he dated it, it would have been a little bit better. Okay. Checking on the time. Damn. Again, another two seconds went by. Not that I'm not having fun, you know, talking about myself, trying to talk some lake take here. Moving on to last night's game against the Sacramento Kings. And your boy did notes last night. <laughs> what? Yeah, I took notes on the game. I thought, you know, talking without somebody here to just 
kick up for you when you lose your train of thought. Uh, when you don't have that person here to bail you out, you might need your notes to bail you out. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Where do I start? Um, I mostly took notes of the second half because if you were watching the first half of last night's game, it was garbage. Absolute garbage. Basura. Trash. Um, they they came out a lot like they did against Dallas. Actually, a lot like they kind of have in some first halves. Um, a little slow, lethargic, trying to feel the team out. And instead of just going out there and playing their game and being aggressive, they were getting, you know, beat up pretty badly. And then I think something changed a little bit midway through the second. The bench unit came in and they just ign they just ignited like they have been. Um, they were playing really great. Uh, or they just started playing better defense. The energy picked up a little bit. Um, but midway through the second, when the starters started to come back in, Russell came in, came back in, and Randall was in there. Um, they cut the lead at halftime to, to 10 points. And what's really crucial about that, I felt, was you started to notice, in my opinion, Boogie Cousins was starting to be a bully. I thought he was starting to, to push the Lakers around a little bit. He was starting to be you know, a little physical with them. Um, for whatever reason, you can't touch that guy when the Lakers play him. I can't stand when the Lakers play him, especially like over the last two, three years. You can't touch him. Like, you literally cannot touch him without it being a foul, and it's ridiculous. I've never seen – like, it is just insane to me because it's just like Mozgov's a better defender than Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert, I can understand, but they are calling it like it's the same thing. Anyways, Mozgov played a career high – or not career high. Uh, Mozgov played a season-high 33 minutes last night, looked really good. They had him out there on the floor uh, playing playing really solid defense on – on Cousins, but getting back, I felt Cousins was being a bully. You saw him shove D'Angelo in the in the second quarter, and D'Angelo got really aggressive and he turned it up, put some points on the board. Him and Randall uh, got aggressive and they cut the the lead to ten at the half. And then things got real, real interesting. One thing I gotta I gotta mention about Luke Walton right now, and I feel like I might have mentioned it before if we talked about opening on uh, during week one. I don't know. I I really can't remember what what we talked about in our last show. Um, but the halftime adjustments, and Luke Wallen in, oh my gosh, I think this is his biggest his biggest trait right now and his biggest skill, biggest asset that he's brought to this team is just the way he can make adjustments coming out of the half. Getting these guys back on track, back on focus. I can't tell, I mean, how many games did we as Laker fans turn off by the fourth quarter because the team themselves clocked out mentally in the second half? They said, what's the point? And they gave up. This is not this is not that team from last year. This team adjusts. They get ready. They get back, and they get they play defense, and they get themselves back into this game. Um, and it was that, that that third quarter alone. You know, you see D'Angelo Russell again go off with uh, I think he had 13 points in that in that third quarter. It was just really awesome to see um, him come out, play really well, and and uh, it was an awesome comeback. The bench. Oh my. Gosh, Larry Nance, his hustle and the way he steal he was stealing the ball in that fourth quarter was just awesome. You you would and you've seen this in, in already a, in a few games. Larry gets the steal, goes all the way on the other or goes to the end of the end blah, 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 sorry. Goes to the other end of the floor on offense, ends up getting a dunk. Instant offense. You you really just love to see that. And the thing is when they come when they come into the second half, their defense picks up tremendously because of that second unit. There's so much energy on that unit. They're the activity is great. Their hands are everywhere. They're active. They're they're uh, swarming the ball when it goes into the paint. I was just 
really impressed, you know, Bowen I saw with that with just how the team picks it up in this in the second half. And I think some of it has to do with the fact that bully uh, bully cousins, Boogie the bully cousins was uh trying to push this team around. Like they're just you know, some young kids. And they <laughs> they fought back and they you know, they punched this team in the mouth. Uh let's see. I even wrote down right here. Won't be pushed around. They won't be. They held Boogie to zero points in that um, the third quarter, I believe he finished last night with 28. So uh, he had 20 in the first, zero in the third, eight in the fourth. But those eight points, I mean, they really didn't do much for him. Because uh, in the fourth quarter, the bench was in a start, and they just had that active defense. They were trapping the ball. They were protecting the rim. They were annoying Cousins. They were really pissing off Cousins because he was starting to not – that's when he was not starting to get those fouls that they gave him in the first half to give him that cushion. He was not getting those fouls called for him, and uh, he really did not like it. It angered him, um, frustrated him, and that's what you really like to see with a young team like this, frustrate these teams and get them off their game. You saw that with Golden State. Golden State came out. They sh made a little run to start that fourth quarter, and then they pooped out, gave up, took out the starters. They just didn't have it. And this team isn't going to give up. They're not going to give up these wins so easily. Even though they gave up that one with Dallas. Uh... Let me see. Here we go. Oh yeah, I even put uh, Cousins draws dumbass fouls. I just I cannot stand the fouls they call on the Lakers when when that when they're playing that dude. Um, and then you you know you saw uh you actually saw Mozgov in the fourth quarter, which was really cool because him and Ingram ran that pick and roll. He had that really really awesome alley oop, and Mozgov threw it down. I wrote here uh, Mozlob. Um, you know you're just you're 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 seeing Luke. You're seeing him preaching. Uh, there was a timeout, and he was telling these guys, there's an opportunity right now, and you need to go out there and take it. These are golden opportunities that you need to take when you're in this position. And last year's coaching staff, you just didn't see them when they were in these tight net games. You didn't see Byron Scott getting in their face telling him this. He just felt they ne needed to know that as rookies in the league. As, you know, one to two-year players in the league. Okay, I'm going to start getting upset at Byron Scott again. That It's unfair to him. I shouldn't. He's really great. Uh, so I won't get upset with Byron. But I'm just saying it's just really nice to see that. You could tell Luke has confidence in these guys, and, and these guys feed off of it. He's letting them know, you have a golden opportunity. You guys are talented enough to take this win, and they went out there, and they did it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pause this real quick. He, uh, and I'm not the only person that has said this, but he really, truly is the biggest oppos um, <laughs> opposition, acquisition of the season. Uh, Luke has been incredible. Just the way he's been able to get these guys to believe themselves and buy into his system and just buy in in general. You know, there's times where you still see the, the youth in them and you see them lose their focus and he just gets them right back on track. And you saw you just see that really well in that second half. Now, I know a lot of people have been really concerned about the fact that D'Angelo has not been playing too much in the fourth quarter. Um, but the bench has just been so good. And we'll, and I'm going to get to that in just a second. But let me just finish off uh, this fourth quarter right here. You see Ingram uh, starting to feel more aggressive as that point forward. Took the ball to the hole. Uh, scored on that triple team in, in the fourth quarter. Um, oh, my gosh. How awesome was it to see Point Randall also just take the ball and then boom, zing it to Luke for three. That was really fun to see. <laughs> I wrote down here on my notes, Randall's, Randall versus Julius, and I think I meant Cousins. Um, 
Yeah, because the Lakers were all over Cousins in the second half. Uh, they were really starting to frustrate him. And, you know, these you, you, you see this, and you saw this with Tyson Chandler. Uh, Julius is just, a, you know, he's besting these guys, man. He's making the right plays. He's making the smart decision, and it's really frustrating these other teams. Uh, Nick Young. Oh, my gosh. This guy, I'm, I'm so happy that he's just, you know, playing really great. 13 points in the second half uh, last night. Had a great layup and a huge three in the third quarter. His team was down 19 in the first half. They won by 10. Uh, they took that golden opportunity. They took the game. And they went out there and they killed it. They had, um, I mean, Lou Williams uh, had what? I think I wrote down here. 21 points with 13 in the fourth quarter. That's a, that's a reason why you're not seeing D'Angelo. Lou Williams is act, has been playing really well. And I myself have to apologize to Lou Williams because I was calling for him to be traded during the preseason. You know, just one of your typical Laker fans uh, jumping to conclusions during the preseason. Um, Randall, what do I have here? Randall also pissed off Barnes. Uh, and then there was a little scuffle between Randall and Cousins at the end of the game, which, again, showing some poor sportsmanship. Uh, just a couple things on Boogie. Uh, at Ian Halfshell texted our future of the Lakers group chat, you know, talking to us about, um, about Boogie's maturity. I honestly believe that his maturity is at, a, is at an all-time low right now. I have never seen this guy act this just like such a baby. You know what? No, like such an asshole. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it's just ridiculous. The way he walks out there, like, he's got some, like, he's the shit. Like, dude, your team hasn't been to the playoffs ever. You don't play well with the guys they draft around you. Also because they suck at drafting in the Sacramento. But, I mean, the guy, it's just, it's it's annoying. Like, he, just, he doesn't get his way, so he throws a big, uh, a big crybaby fit, and it's just unnecessary. And I just think it's at really at an all-time low. Um, I've been any games I've seen the Kings in this year. He's just been, you know, like he's acting like a child. Um, but back back to these final stats here. You you had nine players that played in 21 minutes. You're starting to see that a lot. Um, from this Lakers team, uh, there's no player. There's you have nine players that play above that usually per game. Um, nobody's playing really over 30 minutes per game. Sorry, I gotta let Chewy out. This guy's. Just to let you know, if I say something to him when I'm letting him out of my room, he gets a little feisty. He doesn't like being told what to do, like his owner. All right. So uh, let's look at these uh, final stats here. Like I said, Lou had 21 points. Randall with a solid 15 and 8. Nick Young, 16 points, 13 in that second half. D'Angelo Russell, 17 assists. I mean, 17 assists. 17 points, one assist, five turnovers. Didn't play in the fourth much. Uh, one thing I got to say about D'Angelo, and I noticed him in this game, and he's still kind of doing it. And, you know, he's young, and he'll have to learn. He's still trying to split those. Uh, when, he, when, he, when he's doing a screen and they double him off the screen, he's really trying to split that double team, and he's turning the ball over too much when he's doing that. Uh, the smaller guards like Berea and Lawson, are, you know, they're able to just knock the ball out of his hands a lot more easier when he's doing that because he's a bigger guy. Uh, but let's um, let's you know it was a great win last night. Uh, this Lakers team is really starting to show people a lot more and more that they're they're going to be better than the last team in the West. And they they keep. I think one thing we keep noticing is we really don't know what their ceiling is because last night was a 19 point deficit. You ex you, you know um, beginning of the season you would expect that from this team, but uh, they they just. They grind out the. They grind it out. 
they they say you know what they they look forward to what's the next step and instead of looking at that lead as just you know as just this insurmountable thing you know they, they know that they have the they know they have the coach who can drop the plays to get them back in it they know they have the team they believe in each other you have, you have a great uh luke's doing a great job at playing you know playing nine like i said he's playing nine guys right now over 20 minutes Nobody's playing over thirty minutes a game on this team, and that's why you're not seeing, you know, as much bigger stats for like D'Angelo or Russ or D'Angelo or Russell, yeah, D'Angelo or Randall. Um, and oh man, where do I start here? Uh, whew, where do I start with Luke with the five and four Los Angeles Lakers? Four and one over lost five, as I had said. Um, I have right here to talk Luke, but I haven't already been talking this guy up enough. Or I couldn't talk him up enough, but uh, man, he's just been great. Okay, so first thing I have written down right here is to credit the bench. We have the best bench right now in the NBA. They are leading the NBA in bench scoring. Jordan Clarkson is a top five uh, bench scorer across the NBA, and I think Lou Williams might be as well. He's because Clark. Yeah, Lou. <laughs> we have two of the top five bench scorers in the NBA because Lou Williams is um is the second leading scorer on the team, and Clarkson is the third. Or he might even be the first. I, I could have it wrong. Uh, but they're, they're both doing an incredible job coming off the bench, having great energy. Uh, who's the first person I wrote about right here? I wrote about their energy and their D. You're seeing um, them move around, and you know since Tarek Black is in a, as big a center, uh, Larry Nance just does a great job with help defense and helping him out, and he's been doing such a good job at getting the passing lanes and stealing the ball. Uh, that concussion, you know, not having him uh, against Phoenix didn't hurt us so much, but not having him against Dallas really hurt us. Having Nance out, um, let me see here what else I have written down. I, I just, I, I really can't say enough about Larry Nance Jr. The guy's, he's coming in and he's he's playing almost as good as Randall in a different way, just bringing the energy that team needs when they're down 10. And the, the bench is so talented that they're, they're out playing uh, the other team. And one thing I think that really helps out with the bench is the point guard by committee. You're seeing Brandon Ingram, who sometimes, you know, he's, he's a young player right now, so you're seeing a little bit of him being timid out there. So Luke Walton, being the great coach that he is, puts the ball in his hands. He is getting him involved in the offense. And he's starting to more and more have confidence. And you saw that last night with that sick, so sick, lob to Mozgov. Uh, and just, you know, his... His offense has been up and down, and it's going to be like that as he as he has to figure out the game. But the one thing that has been there has been uh, Ingram's defense. His length has has been awesome. He's he knows how to use it, and he's just been you know yeah he gets pushed out of pushed out of position, um, but his length helps him out, and he's still playing great on defense. Lou Williams when he's playing point guard, oh my gosh, he's uh, the one thing I've I've really just liked is. When he runs pick and roll with Larry Nance, he's penetrating so much for this team, and he's able to kick it out and get the get the ball movement going. Uh, it's been it's been really good. His his crossover left has just been in his. I didn't realize he he'd be able to just cross over so many guards in the NBA and get to the hole as as he has been. But he was doing that a lot last night. Um, you love to see that. And then of course, Jordan Clarkson. Oh my, he is he has accepted his role of coming off the bench, which I think is perfect for him because. There's only one basketball, and I don't think he'd be scoring as much if he was in the starting lineup. I don't think he'd be playing as well either, and um, he's perfect coming off the bench, uh, and he's he's really done a great job in that role, uh, and it's and he's really impressed me. I, I mean, uh, 
I'm not going to say he's really impressed me. I, other guys on the team have impressed me more. So I, I, cause by now I expect this from Jordan. I don't see Jordan Clarkson as, you know, like, oh, like nobody knows his ceiling. I don't think anybody knew his ceiling. But now you know that with the kind of work ethic he has shown in the past two off seasons, what kind of player he's going to be. And it, it is translated onto the court. His mid-range jump, his mid-range game is 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 insane. It, it's way better than it was last year. Uh, in Dallas, you know, he brought us back in that game. And he tied the game. He had a clutch three. But he was coming off pick and rolls, and he's just been hitting really nice mid-range jump shots. That and I want to see him attack the better at a or attack the better attack the basket better at a better opportune time. Just because I feel like sometimes he's forcing it too much, and you're still kind of seeing these layups that are just coming off the glass, super forced. He's leading that that new uh, bench mob. We got the baby benchers. I don't know. We got to think of a a new name for them. I like that the teams. I kind of like that the teams being called the baby Lakers right now because I because if the team hears that, I feel like they would kind of take it as like a oh yeah, well we'll show you what's up, baby. You know what I mean? We the baby Lakers. What's up, baby? Mmm, doing good. All right, uh, let's get to the starters here. Um, Timofey Mozgov, absolute monster, absolute beast. Anything negative I said about that signing, I need to take back and be slapped in the face with this microphone because that guy has been doing exactly what they brought him here to do. He's protecting the rim. He's he's getting out on the break, which is great. I mean, if you saw that Dallas game when Russell threw that pass to him and he had that two-handed dunk, I've never seen a seven-footer run the floor like that and throw it down like that. That was insane. That was sick. Um, man, Mozgov is just so awesome to watch uh, play. Luol Deng, I need to see more from Luol Deng. His defense hasn't. His defense hasn't even been that good. Uh, or Phoenix, you saw you saw him play uh, more improved D. I just want to see him uh, score a little bit more too. I don't. I don't know what's going on. We get these guys like you know we got Roy Hibbert. Um, and I was like, okay, he, he came from a place where he was putting up 17 points a game. Then he comes here and he does nothing. Um, and I feel like this has been happening um, a lot often. You know, we get the we get these vets who are solid somewhere else and they come here. Maybe it's because they don't have the ball in their hands as much. But I, I would like to see uh, just some better play at a Luol Deng on the offensive end um, and on the defensive end for that matter. You know, they don't play him that much also. Uh but when he's out there, I would just like to see a better improvement. Who else we got in this starting lineup? Okay, we have Randall and Russell here. I have a couple notes on them. I'll get to them after I get to Nick Young, who has just been awesome. Uh, everybody's favorite uncle out there doing uncle things. Uh, uh, when Nick has a great scoring night and he's in a, he, he, he's got a great energy about him, you see it translate on both ends of the ball. He picks it up on defense. He picks it up on offense. And, you know, that I think that's one thing that's also been contributing to this team is just the energy of their chemistry has been great. They have support for each other. They believe in each other. When they're out there, they're all, you know, they're all playing hard for one another because they're tired of losing. These guys went through some of these losses last year. And you're seeing, uh, you know, you're seeing a good mixture of when the young guys are – or showing their inexperience, you have a vet like Nick Young, or you have a vet like Lou Williams coming in and picking up the slack um, on the on the offensive end. And uh, I've just been really impressed, and I'm glad the guy has been able to revitalize his career, save his career. Um, and it's you know he's helped out the starting lineup a lot by just being out there with him with Nick Young out there and Lou L. Dang. You're able to switch on the two and the three a lot, and even on the four sometimes. And it's made their defense a lot better overall. 
All right. So getting on here to uh, good old the handle Randall. Randall's defense has been number one, the most impressive thing to me so far this season. He has shown he can guard the one through five. He's been playing a lot of center in the fourth quarter, and he's been playing very solid basketball doing so. Um, I think one thing that's been very beneficial to the team also is when you switch him off off, off on the ball handlers. You've been seeing him. You saw him uh, pick up James Harden in week one. He picked up, uh, was it Schroeder in Atlanta when Snoop Dogg said, get that shit out of here when he blocked it. Well, he blocked him. He affected Harden's shot. He can switch him on the guards, and he does really well because you have big point guards. Like, you have a big point guard like D'Angelo Russell. Um, you're seeing his improved jump shot and his right hand. You can tell he's worked on him because he, he shows you the right hand, especially when he scores a lot. But I've, at least once a game, I'm seeing a, a nice little mid-range shot from Randall. Um, he's not giving it to you, you know, a lot, but at the same time, it's also because he has shown that he's a better post player, and not just so much a better post player. He's just showing a lot more patience in the post. Last year, if the shot wasn't there, he was forcing it up. He is not doing that this season. He is waiting. If it's not there, he's moving the ball. He's getting it out. And I've just been really impressed with how he's been able to push guys around, showing his strength. Um, Randall's a fighter. Uh, you know, I mean that uh, metaphorically, of course. I'm not meaning it literally because when with Tyson Chandler and, and uh, DeMarcus Cousins, they were getting frustrated not by Julius pushing them around or talking shit. They are getting frustrated by the fact that this 21-year-old kid is outballing them, and he is playing them better. He's playing them physically. He's showing them what's up, and they didn't like it. And I love the fact that he didn't get too involved in the fight. You saw it with Tyson Chandler. He passed it to Jordan Clarkson instead of uh, you know, trying to force up a shot. And that was great. That's what you want to see. He's telling him, <laughs> hey, man, you're <laughs> you're upset right now because I got the best of you. All right? Here, Jordan. Here's a three. Um, I just – you love seeing that from this from this young team. Okay. Now, moving on to the final member of this starting lineup here, D'Angelo Nothing but needs to, needs to, needs to, needs to on here. But before I get to his needs, I'm going to get to what I've been impressed with him by him so far. Yes, he's still turning the ball over at a high rate. That also comes with the fact that he's, one, young, two, still learning the point guard position. But what we have seen already, I've already seen more highlight passes from Russell this year alone than I did in 82 games all of last season. He is passing the ball a lot better. He's understanding, you know, where he, where to pass the ball a lot better. And you've just seen a, a pickup in his pick-and-roll game, and it's better improved. All right. But here's my uh, my needs. We really need to see him be more aggressive. He's trying to fill these games out. You know, Shebin mentioned he has kind of like a, I don't want to say lackadaisical way that he, methodical. That's the way. He, he plays the game very methodically. But sometimes I feel like when he's playing it too methodically, he's getting into his own head. He's not being aggressive. It's affecting his shot a little bit. Um, he just, you know, he's a, he has a great shot. He needs to have more confidence in it, and he needs to be more aggressive. I mean, he wasn't coming out shooting against the Kings, and he, he picked it up, and he got aggressive when Boogie was pushing him around. And when I saw them play Dallas, too, he had a 12-point third quarter, and I was really upset that Luke didn't put him in the fourth a lot sooner because he was feeling it. Um, you know, when, when, when Russell sets his mind, you know, to doing the right thing, he, he balls out, and he plays really well. Um, like Julius, we need to see that patience. I mentioned that 
he you know he's trying to force it sometimes on a lot of screens and on a lot of passes. He still needs to to see the game out more. Um, in that you know he could be more aggressive, but he needs to also be more patient. Just see the floor, see what's going on. Uh, and also coming with the patience and being aggressive. Get that boy in the post. Why am I only seeing D'Angelo Russell have like one post shot per game, and he usually makes it. The guy, he's 6'5", and he's playing against six-foot guards. Post him up, and he's got a great post-up game. For his age, I, I, um, I'm i not sure, but he had to watch at least, you know, some of whatever Kobe was doing because his post-up game is very solid for his age, and they're not having him utilize that a lot. Um, But simply put, Russell needs a lot more minutes to see a lot more progression. He's probably putting up about 17, 18 points per game right now, and the thing is, the bench is just playing so good right now. Lou Williams is playing you know, so good right now that it's tough to find minutes for these guys sometimes. But the thing that you love to see is that Russell isn't bitching about it. He's not crying about it, sulking about it on the bench. He is supporting this team. He is clapping for these guys as they're getting the victory because Luke has them buying in as a team. Luke has them believing um, you know, in this system, and Luke has them playing fun basketball. They are having fun. So they don't care if they're losing. They don't care if they're coming off the bench. They don't care if they're not playing as much minutes. And to a, to a lesser extent, we as Laker fans don't care either because they're having fun. We're having fun. And you could see that. And all I've been hearing um, you know, from radio and national TV coverage is just the great, you know, the amount, you look at this Lakers team and that's the one word you hear, fun. They are fun to watch. Um, and I'm going to have some fun with the rest of my day. Uh, this has been the Lake Take with Chris and Daniel. Uh, just want to say uh, to my my good friend Hector Zuniga, who runs at Crossbones Podcast, if you don't listen to it, um, to have a great, great time. Uh, he went, he decided to buy a ticket to UFC 205, flew out to New York City last night, and I'm really, you know, I'm just, I'm stoked for him. They just get to exp- have that experience. You know, I think it's the first fight UFC fight that they've had in New York. Um, and yeah, I hope McGregor uh, kicks some ass. Uh, but anyways, Lakers are five and four. It's been really great to not stress out about this team over nine games. Uh, you really like to see the progression where they're doing now. It's come to the point where you know I'm not worried so much about this team. Um, they're going to do the right thing. They're going to say the right thing. Luke has them buying in, and that's what's that's what you really want. And to all the Laker fans out there right now, I just got to say the Laker love on social media and at those home games has been amazing. And honestly, we need to get as rowdy as possible. As you, If you're going to a Laker game, get as rowdy as you possibly can. Have as much fun as you can. Let that energy that that team is having and that chemistry that they're – they got flowing, you know, through them right now. Let that translate into the crowd, and I think it has. Um, we got a uh, even when I was there for Dallas, there wasn't a sold out game, but it was loud. Um, the defense chants were going. You know, you want to do your best to to let this team hear you because they do. After opening night, you know, D'Angelo Russell was just talking about how much he loved the home energy, and you don't see that that often from these Laker games because you know we're Hollywood, we're we're cool Laker fans. Um, but it's just really good if we could buy in too, and I just you know wanted to put that out there. All right, well, this has been the Chris, the Chris take with Lake and Daniel. Uh, 
This has been the Lake Take with Chris and Daniel. Solo show. Um, we're going to try to do a lot more of these. Uh, hopefully, uh, Daniel can do one next. Well, I don't mind doing another one. It actually wasn't that bad. And I went 10 minutes over the time I I had given myself. Because I thought, you know, 30 minutes is good enough for a quick take. But uh, I did a couple more. Uh, just a couple more minutes there. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Uh, as Sheb would say, love you.